Good morning, everyone. My name is Missy Owete, and this is the Money Matters Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about something I call Pennywise Pound Foolish. Or maybe you might want to say maybe bargains, how to get bargains. Um, and the, the reason for this is there's this saying that says Pennywise Pound Foolish, implying that um, you could, you know, save on the pennies, but lose out on the pound. So you're, you're wise to keep your pennies, but the process of keeping your pennies, you're actually losing out on the pound. So we are looking at a kind of like a, a solution to that problem where you're saving on the pennies and you're also saving on the pound. Um, and yeah, so this is what this podcast is going to be addressing there's a saying that says little drops of water little grains of sand make a mighty ocean and a beautiful land so the pennies ideally should become pounds okay the pennies should become pounds and that's what i'm going to be addressing but before I, i deal with that matter just a few things um come come into mind you know about this the first is the bible talks about you know talking about the kingdom of god it talks about a a man who you know uh, finds a, a a pearl of great value in the land and what does he do he, meet, he immediately goes sells everything he has to buy that land so so that he can get this pearl that has great 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 value you know it also reminds me of one of the prophecies of um, jeremiah where god told him to go and buy a land from his relative and to hide the deed of that land because eventually so the land in question was was um was in it was in israel and that land was being um conquered by by the babylonians so obviously if the land is taken by the babylonians it gives the impression that that land has no value so it's worth what pennies but god told jeremiah buy that land and hide the deed because eventually people would buy land in this you know in that particular area in israel so it was a prophecy but the principle there being that the time that jeremiah was buying the land even though he was paying value for it that land would become pennies it would be worth nothing but eventually when god redeems the land the land would then become valuable so again as i've always said you can see a lot of these principles in scripture if you if you you know if you spend time in the word of god there is no answer to any problem that you have that you will not find in the bible but let's go straight into um, you know, my pennywise, pound-wise um, um, consideration today. So the principle or the idea really is that it's not saving every single penny that matters. So you could be saving all your pennies. I mean, you could have one of those jars where every day you drop a, all your pennies and your two pences or, you know, some people collect pounds some collect two pounds some collect 50p depends so you can have one of those jars where you drop those pennies um 
what is important is not the fact that you have that habit what's important is what you do with that money so if you collect all these pennies whether they're one piece two piece or they're the high end one pound two pounds and at the end of the day you go and spend it on something frivolous you know just because oh it's a good price something that would break something that eventually does not have a value then you've been pennywise pound foolish so the 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 other side to the coin would be for you to save that money and use it you know put it in an investment put it in something of value so you could collect all that pennies and buy yourself a, a silver coin a gold coin for example the price of gold and silver will continue to appreciate rather than buying yourself new trainers you know or a new um joggers or whatever or even spending it on a meal for yourself so that would be like a very basic simple example of pennywise pound foolish another aspect to this is bargain hunting so you find a lot of people um they would drive i don't know how many miles to go to you know a, a shopping outlet just to be able to save what five pounds ten pounds to get a particular item when you look at it that is where you're being pennywise pound foolish because the cost of transportation from where you're going to to get this um item at this ridiculous so-called ridiculous low price is it actually worth it you know or maybe for example you wake up early to be the first on the queue to be able to get the best of a bargain in a shop and what well, they're doing a 50 percent sale but the, the idea is you've given up time how much is your time well that time that you've given up was it actually worth your buying that item now if you're going to buy this item for you to be able to then maybe sell it on ebay or gumtree for as close to the original price as possible that's a different um a, a different thing because you're actually benefiting from the sacrifice or the investment that you've made but if you're doing it just so that oh you can have the best the latest trainers you know at the cheapest possible price then maybe or i would want to suggest that maybe you're being penny wise pound foolish because guess what you use that trainers for a year two years and what is out of fashion it wears out you need to get rid of it but you You've saved money to buy by the end of the day it's not worth it so at the end the, the the question is was that a good thing to do and you find a lot of people people especially people that enjoy bargains they do things like that now i am one that really enjoys a bargain and one of my best bargains um i would if i remember correctly was when I was trying to renew my home insurance. So um, historically, I used to pay like um, between £35 and £50 on my home insurance. So I'm looking at maybe between £300 and £500, £600 on my home 
insurance and I, I, at that point i thought i was getting a good deal because every year my insurance company would reduce and the only time i sought to see whether i would get a good deal on my insurance was when they increased it so the moment they increased it what i would do is i would go online and see if i could get it cheaper and of course i'll get it cheaper so maybe i'd gotten to the point where i was paying like 50 pounds for my monthly insurance and then i'll go and research and then i'll come back down to 35 pounds and i thought oh look i'm getting a very good deal so on this particular occasion um the i ha- i have this habit of changing my energy providers every two years so every time my rate runs out i'll go back on places like uh, money money supermarkets or utility switch and switch my energy providers but i wasn't very good at doing the same thing with my insurances so but on this particular occasion while i was switching my energy providers i was offered a good deal on my home insurance so from paying 360 to maybe 600 I was offered 124 pounds and i thought oh my god this is good so i immediately called my ins- my home insurance found out if i could renew and as things would happen at that time um i was due for renewal so i was able to grab this um deal it was so good it was like i was saving 200 pounds and i could now switch from paying monthly to paying annually so i was even saving on the premium okay and then as if that was not good enough apart from my home insurance i also have an home emergency insurance so with the home emergency insurance if my um i have a block sink for example or my electricity goes off or something's wrong with my heating they would come they would have a look at it and they would repair it you know or if while doing a diy i accidentally bust a pipe or something like that they would come and repay it and i was paying initially when i took that out i was paying nine pounds a month that increased to 20 pounds a month as far as i knew it was the best deal on the market and i continued to pay that happily but with this particular insurance they included home insurance i'm sorry home emergency insurance was included so not only did i save at least 200 pounds on my insurance premium I actually cancelled my home emergency insurance and again I was saving another £240. So I was actually saving more than I was paying. And I mean, that was for me, that was a good, good, good deal. So the question is, what did I do with the savings? What did I do with the savings? Of course, immediately I bought myself a coin, a gold coin, because That was the only way I could crystallize the savings I had made on that. And that was, that is one of the best bargains I've ever had. The beauty of it also came where a few weeks into that policy, I think about six or seven weeks into that policy, I had a situation with my boiler. So there was a leak in one of the valves and it was dropping pressure. So I didn't have heating. I didn't have hot water and I called them. And the gentleman who came to fix it told me that if I had to pay for it out of my purse, it would cost me at least 500 pounds. So it was about 270 something pounds for the parts 
and then he would have had to charge maybe to, because of the time it took him to keep coming back to fix it he would have charged another 200 and something pounds as well so i saved a lot of this money obviously by doing insurance and i'll talk about insurance later in this podcast as well and so I, I mean, the reason why I bring that up was that was one of my good bargains. Now, I could have saved all that money, left it in my account, and it would have just continued as normal. But because my budget was in a good place, I was able to crystallize that saving. And so for you to be penny-wise, pound-wise, every time you have a saving, if, you're, if the saving you are having is not towards making your budget a balanced budget, then crystallize it. Put it aside put it in an investment or put it in a savings account towards a future investment yeah so that's of course that is one of the things that you need to look at the other thing is delayed gratification my husband is very very good at this so say for example there's a new technology out there what you find is that everybody would rush go and buy that technology and as the the owner of the technology makes the money that they want they would begin to reduce the price and so my husband is always good at waiting until the price has been reduced before buying that is called delayed gratification so instead of buying the latest model the earliest model he would buy the proven and tested model and maybe six months after buying that there might be a new release sometimes even a month or two after buying there will be a new release but the reality of it is that you already have it and if it's not broke why fix it you know and it works it works so beautifully because at the end of the day um if you have it you have it and if it works it works so no one's going to come and look at you and say oh You've got the iPhone 7 when everybody's using the iPhone 10. The reality of it is you've got an iPhone and that is it. You know, the person who got the iPhone XR, I don't even know what, I think the new iPhone is iPhone XC or something like that. I don't know what the new or the latest iPhone is, but they are the ones that's going to help iPhone or Apple walk through the bugs. But you that have your iPhone 7 or your iPhone 8 or your iPhone X, guess what all those bugs have been fixed you're going to enjoy your phone more than they would they would they would get frustrated with the bugs that the phone has but you have a phone that's proven and tested it does exactly the same thing the phone of the latest model is doing it does exactly the same thing maybe one or two changes they've paid four five hundred pounds more than you've paid but your phone does exactly the same thing that is a, a good example of delayed gratification so something like maybe even a new car you know when um all these car companies want to release a new model they will drop the price of the old in fact they tend to do a sale just before they release a new model to get rid of the stock that they have so whether you bought the model before the new model or the new model guess what both cars are good but you're getting it for a huge 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 discount just because you've decided to wait maybe a year 18 months before you buy so delayed gratification is another principle of being penny wise pound wise don't buy don't be one of the first to buy 
but wait to buy the proven and tested model. Another um, penny-wise, pound-wise strategy is using credit strategically. Using credit strategically. And a, a good example of this, you know, for a lot of people that do investment is what they call opium. Other people's money. Other people's money. OPM or opium. And what, it, what, what this means basically is that rather than using your own money, you go and use other people's money. So a typical example would be when you go borrow money from the bank. And that we call a good debt. So when you go and borrow money from the bank. Another example would be something like crowdfunding. So you have a business idea, you have a project, and you get other people to invest in your business idea, in your project, rather than using your own money. So this is something called opium. Um, if you, if you, obviously you're going to pay interest, but the idea is that the return from the business, from that investment, is more than sufficient to pay back you know the people that you've taken money from friends family crowdfunding the bank investors it's more than enough to pay them back and also you know enough to give you a revenue so that would be an example of being pennywise and poundwise obviously you might have to put in your own money so the initial seed money the cost of setting up you know the legal framework the business the agreement you might have to pay for that, you know, if it's a, if it's a tech, you know, the cost of building the tech, the idea bef- behind it, all of that, you would have had to put in a little bit of money. But the money you need to scale it, to now make it profitable, you know, to now make it into a sustainable business that you might need to go and get from outside. But even then, you're also putting your time. And like I've, I would, I've said previously, um, the money we earn we earn in exchange for the time we put in so if you have a job for example you're exchanging your time for money so even your time your idea those are your own seed investment in the business another penny wise pound wise principle or strategy would be the use of long-term buy and hold strategy so usually the people who invest in shares and all the brokers the financial advisors they will tell you that oh if you're investing in shares it's usually a long-term investment the reason being that over time the the value of that company would increase which would translate to an increase in the price of the share that you're buying if you're buying into a bond the bond would invest in various companies so when you pay your money into the bond they take that money together with other people's money they go and buy shares in companies that they feel are doing well and over the years the value of that company grows it translates into the value of the shares and if it's a good profitable company you also get a dividend over the years the thing with those kind of um shares is that usually the the dividend is not guaranteed and sometimes the rate of dividend you get in relation to your shares is very very small but you get something but over a long time 
that share could be worth a lot a lot more than you bought but of course there there's risk associated you know with those kind of investment but that would be an example of you putting a penny or a pound into an investment and then maybe in 10 15 years time you're getting maybe a or even a hundred pounds for your investment but that would work you know if you're being if you're holding your investment for a very very long time and in comparison to that you have someone who has maybe a young person who's just finished school they're still living at home they're not paying a rent or maybe they're contributing a little bit towards rent at home but not as much as they should so in that kind of an example what you would do is that savings is is not really enough for you to do much with so you can't really use it to go out and buy a house at the moment you know what you can do is the difference between the rent that you would ideally be paying if you have your own accommodation and your the contribution you're giving to your parents instead of using it to invest in a car which most young people would do you could take that money you know and then invest it in this kind of investment all the shares and bonds even gold and silver for example you know for the long term so in five ten years when you're ready to buy your own home you can sell off those investments and you have a bigger pot than you would normally have you know if if you were just putting it in a savings account and then you can use it to buy your own property okay um another example would be with um another uh, principle is making tax conscious investment decisions so there's so many things that you can invest in at the moment so so many things and a lot of these investments when you decide to sell them you have to pay what we call capital gains tax capital gains tax so th- because you've made a gain you have to pay tax on the gain that you've made and of course the government would um, change the rates of you know capital gains from time to time so it depends on how the government believes the economy is working so if it's in a if it's an economy where they feel there's a lot of there's a lot of growth in companies they might choose to increase it you know if they feel well not many people are selling but they, and they want to encourage people to sell you know to grow the economy or for whatever reason they might reduce it but you pay tax anyway if you've invested say like you buy a coin for 20 pounds and then you eventually sell it for maybe 50 or 60 pounds you pay tax on the 40 pounds gain you pay that on if you buy a business or set up a business and sell it you buy if you buy um shares you know stocks bonds all those things so what you might want to look at is you you can look at a tax efficient way of buying those investments so um a few years back the government um sets up things they call EIS and SEIS and these vehicles are basically what they do is if you invest in a company for a minimum of three years any growth dividend gain that you make on those shares after three years is exempted from tax and so what a lot of um, 
businesses then did was they would put together their business plan they would approach hmrc they get the status and then that that becomes another badge that they put on on the investment so and but it wasn't allowed for property so if this is usually for businesses if you're looking at investing in businesses so maybe you don't have enough money to buy a business or grow your own business but you wanted to get into the business you know business side of, of investment of investing this is this is basically an option you know like buying gold silver for example there are lots of gold coins silver coins that you can get but there's some that are capital gains tax free and VAT free so when you buy them and you eventually sell them you don't pay any capital gains tax on them and you don't pay any VAT on them of course if you buy the bullion um, the gold bars that is not exempted this is mainly for the coins and i think this in the uk the sovereign and the britannia are because they are considered um legal tender so they're they actually considered money so to speak they are exempted from capital gains tax and vat so you, those are options you can look at that and some of if you speak to a financial advisor and you tell them that you want you know um tax savings investments they will look at and sometimes they can set up structure so a structure whereby when you decide to dispose of your investment you pay little or even no tax so when you're making those decisions be be conscious of it because guess what you by the time a lot of times by the time you've paid capital gains tax or even vat or even a combination of both you might be wiping out 50 percent of the gain you've made on that investment which then makes it not such a good investment so speak to your financial advisor about this so that they can direct you on what will be a, a good idea um another thing will be things like pension so at the moment the government has made it compulsory for everyone to in to have a pension and even your employer to have a pension you know to contribute into a pension on your behalf um, the the issue really is the fact that unless you're in your 20s and you've started putting into a pension and you intend to retire maybe in your 60s, your late 60s, mid to late 60s, you might not have put enough, you know, into your pension plan. And, you know, the government obviously the state pension is not a lot of money. So how can we use this pension, you know, to become penny wise, pound wise? okay the reality of it is that um every money you take out of your income to put in your pension is tax free it should be tax free so that money comes before your tax has been deducted and if you paid it out of your salary that is not true your employer if you let the pension company know the tax element of that amount gets added back to your pension so basically it's like you're paying the contribution into your pension is free of tax so that's a tax saving in itself 
but the beauty of it is that when you've put money into your fund you can actually take a percentage i think up to 50 percent either 25 or 50 percent i'm not very sure on that you can take that money out and invest so for for you that have a pension you want to invest in a business you don't have the money you can actually take part of that money out go and invest in your business i'm sure there's there's a way you can invest in property as well if the property is in a company not in your own personal name i think there's a way it works then you can take that money out invest it in that in that business you know and then when the business or the the um homely makes a profit you can pay parts if you want or even all of the profit back into your pension fund to build your pension so the, the thing here is that you're saving little droplets of money to accumulate to a big sum. You're then investing it in a profitable venture. Obviously, if you go and invest it in a venture that is not profitable, that is very risky, and you lose your money, that's your pension pot, you know, disappearing. But if you've done your homework well, you've taken all the right advice, you've done all the necessary protections that you need, then you can obviously you have a profit then you can use that to build your pension pot over time to such a degree that you by the time you're ready to retire you have a substantial amount and you can use it out as well to give you the opportunity to invest in business to invest in business so that's another example and i said i was going to um, talk about insurance so there's some insurance that are, comp- are compulsory there's nothing you can do about them Um, so they're not really a wealth building strategy so things like your car insurance your home insurance for example those are not wealth building strategies because it's compulsory that you should have one but there are other insurances that are wealth building strategies and i call them wealth building strategies because what they do is they help to so it's like a plan b so to speak so you're trying to build wealth for yourself for your family but you're not there yet so what this insurance do is they help to protect you so if anything should happen to you either a critical illness or death for example you have this insurance that puts your family in the position that you want them to be had you had the time or the opportunity to build that wealth so those kind of insurance are insurances like the critical or terminal illness insurance and the term in term like life term insurance not whole of life whole of life is a different kind of policy although it's a wealth building um, insurance as well but the reason why these ones are separate is with these ones it's for a short term and it protects you so you can use the the if any of those situation happens that money can be used to pay off your insurance your sorry your mortgage for example which then means that you're able to leave uh, uh, your home to your family without any debt so they don't have to worry about where they live you know and then obviously they all they need to worry about is daily living expenses so once accommodation is removed you know it's easier to survive on the rest if you are diagnosed with a terminal illness for example and you want to go private rather than waiting on the nhs 
you know the critical illness will give you a lump sum you can use that money to go and get you know um maybe a new form of treatment that's not available on the nhs which then brings you back into a position to continue to build your business and create wealth for your family and all of that you know and it could be that it's just a lump sum that your family gets you know not only to help with funeral costs and all of that but also they have that money they can then invest it even in an annuity that gives them a monthly income over time you know they could invest it in a business it could be in a trust fund that you could use to help to pay for your children's school fees something that you would not normally have been able to do so there are some insurances that you know are, are wealth building insurance which is worth considering even something as little as insuring your phone so i insure my phone because when i made the decision to do that i had very young children and my children would play with my phone and before you know it the screen will crack something gets messed up with it the cost of replacing that phone was usually a lot and so the insurance would would repair the phone for me which meant that i would not have to dip into my savings to repair the cost of the insurance over the year would normally pay would normally be less than the repair and so for me it worked out of course there would be an excess for me to pay but it still worked out way way cheaper the fact that i didn't have to dip into my savings to to pay for the phone or even get a brand new phone now if you get into a situation where that is not normally the case then you don't you no longer need to do that insurance maybe rather than paying a, a big amount for insurance what you can do is buy yourself a very good screen cover and buy yourself a protector for your phone so that your phone doesn't break you know the screen doesn't crack you know if it falls into water you don't have water damage so again that would be some kind of form of um insurance and that is again being not only pennywise but also pound wise and finally the flip side of all of this would be you know little things like um getting a lodger so your kids are away from home you live in a house a three maybe three bedroom house your kids are no longer at home so you're only using a one bedroom out of the three bedrooms why not taking a lodger into one of the rooms you know you're paying all the bills for that the money that the lodger gives you could pay all the utility bills it could contribute to your mortgage in some cases it could actually pay off the mortgage you know depending on your area why not rent out your car park space so you live in an area where parking is you know premium you know maybe it's close to a station it's in a city very close to the city center it's close to an airport for example or it's just a busy area so maybe you live in a city center parking is a premium you don't really have a vehicle why not hire out your parking space you know to earn some income from that and there's so many other different things that you could you could potentially do you know um talking of business and i've mentioned this in previous podcasts but these are things that you can look at you know that helps you be penny wise pound wise turning the pennies into pounds ensuring that the pennies that you're saving you know are crystallized in an asset or an investment so again 
um, like I've always said, these are ideas to help you think outside the box. I cannot mention every single thing, but I'm hoping that by bringing this to your attention, you can, you know, it will help you think a little bit outside the box, you know, think differently about, you know, your situation or circumstance, you know, things that you can do to change where you are at, you know, and help you get to where you want to go to. So as I've always said, if you have any questions, if you need help in any area, get in touch. Please share, share, share. Forward to your forward the link to your friends, forward to members of your family, share in your groups, your Facebook groups, on Twitter, on Instagram. You never know who this podcast would help. You know, so share, let everyone know. We're doing this to help people. My name is Missy Owete and this is the Money Matters Podcast.